Lord, don't slow me down. Welcome to the Football Ramble, everybody. Leicester win the FA Cup for the first time and the Liverpool goalkeeper scored for the first time. It's Monday, 17th of May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Happy Monday, everybody. What a marvellous Monday it is for you, for me, and for Brother Brendy. Brother Brendy. Yeah. <laughs> crossed the verge. He has crossed the verge officially. I mean, listen, someone in this room called it. Yeah. You said he was on the verge. I did. About three years ago. I, it was a, what a prediction, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It's a what wide a, verge, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With many, many options for trophies. Marcus Stradamus. Yeah. I just <laughs> thought he's got a good record in finals, as he reminded us in the post-match interview. Yeah. Leicester bloody haven't. Yeah. Have they, Leicester? Well, League yeah. Cup. Still not great. Yeah. Well, That's FA the take home, still yeah. not great. <laughs> FA, <laughs> FA Cup, but I mean, obviously, you'd be foolish to take anything away from them now. You would be, you would yeah. be. I mean, it was such a, you know, an incredible moment for them, and there was a lot of joy for for Leicester. Also, I think for neutrals as well. Um, so much so that uh, a goalkeeper scoring a beautiful injury time header probably will have to wait until the second half. Yeah, <laughs> we might see if we get round to it, Liverpool fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, we will, we will, we promise. <laughs> uh, but we have to go to the FA Cup final, of course, Jim Bob. And uh, like Ian Wright, are you really jealous of that ownership of Leicester City? I am, yeah, because they've got nice billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a good one. Yes, and they and they promote We've got a, a parasite one, and it's they different. promote a country which people actually do go on holiday to. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel a bit like that, doesn't it? There's a lot of kind of like this underdog story when it's like oh, Leicester are third and Chelsea are fifth like it's... I, I mean but the, you're right but I mean the narrative is though that I mean it's a bit like with Manchester City reaching the Champions League final they've never won the competition I understand the billions and the millions and whatnot have got into it yeah. but there's still I think for a first time winner you can't uh, you have to see a little bit of the, the romance and dare I even say the magic of the FA Cup yeah absolutely I mean it's a little bit like com- it's like comparing a feat of strength from the Hulk to Bruce Banner yep. with City, isn't it? It's like yeah, I know what you mean. That which you're came saying before that you... is different. The context is different. <laughs> you're saying that we should hear more from Bruce Banner. Yes. What's he doing every day? He might maybe he Bruce Banner when he's not the Hulk is doing some pretty amazing things. We just don't hear about them. Just trying to stay calm. Yeah. But obviously that he's not going to match those sort of feats of strength, is he? No, but if Bruce if Bruce Banner went and you know, I don't know. Did won the FA Cup? No, maybe just like rescued a kid from a burning building. Yeah, people are going to say, "Well, you know, why won't you Hulk? He could have smashed yeah. the building down, and rescued everyone." He could say, "Well, hang on a minute, I managed to rescue that baby, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't even get angry." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but no one's given me any credit anything. for it, mm-hmm. and that's what Leicester are like here. Oh, it's, okay. So does does Bruce Banner? Does he live at Filbert Street? Yeah, in this, in this, in this analogy, analogy yeah, okay, yeah, right, sort okay, of, yeah. Yeah. it's got a bit muddled somewhere. Um, indeed. Well, I mean, it was that the way the game panned out, of course, it was a bit of a stalemate. Mm. Uh, two sides well matched. You know, Chelsea. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because you immediately think, well, Chelsea are the favourites here because yeah. of the pedigree in the competition, because of the players they've have. And the form. Trophies. And the form. Well, and the form as well. They're in the Champions League final, but Leicester are higher than them in the league. A lot riding on the game um, this week, of course. Um, but it was a real kind of a bit of a stalemate. There wasn't too many chances. I thought it was quite an absorbing counter. It loop. was, yeah. And you thought to yourself, the old cliche, it's going to be a mistake or a piece of magic. And my goodness, we got the latter. It was a piece of magic. It was a beautiful goal. Oh, a lovely And we know what he's goal. like, old Yuri. The way he strode forward, you're thinking, go and have a Trust pop. A bit, oh, he yeah. has as well. He's such, he's, he's <laughs> such a good player. And, yeah. he, and, he's, and I know this is maybe a little bit of a silly thing to say because everyone knows 
to an extent how good he is. <clears throat> he is a bit underrated though. Yeah. Because there's much more um partly, there are there are much famous more famous players in the Premier League that get a lot more of the applause. Well it's partly because he went to Leicester, I think. Yeah. People thought, oh okay, maybe you know, he's not that sort of top, top three. Tier. Yeah. He's not mm. going to be like playing in the Super League anytime yeah. soon. Neither <laughs> no, anybody. No, but, no. but I think that was the point. And and again, we've we've made this point. It's the kind of, of signing you can only really get if you've got the fourteenth biggest revenue in Europe. Exactly. Which or Leicester have Brendan Rogers in charge. Or brother yeah. Brendy in well, charge. Well he was crucial in getting to elements. I think that he sold the, the dream and so on, and my goodness, it's become a reality. Would you I think I think if you had your pick of the top 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 ten Premier League clubs, Mark, I yes. think you'd fall under Brother Brendy spell. Yeah. Big time. And if I I'd I would And you'd have Vardy doing all the running for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was it was it was quite interesting the way that different <laughs> players different players um, on the Leicester side dealt with the occasion, and we can talk a little bit about the potential ramifications mm-hmm. in the game that you've mentioned, Marcus. It's playing this week against Chelsea, which is really important for their top yeah. four aspirations, yeah. and whether there'll mm-hmm. be a bit of an after the Lord Mayor show about it. I certainly hope not, because I'd like to see them in there. And that's why the FA Cup final should be the last game of the season. Well, so we can have a big old blowout. <laughs> exactly. But but if you look at some of the players like Fafana, who played really well, mm. Tillem, Tillemans played really well. I thought um, young Luke, Luke Thomas. Thomas was great. Oh my goodness! But then you had players like Ian Acho who struggled. Mm-hmm. Found it like the it like the occasion got to him a little bit. Um, I didn't think Ayesi Perez did an awful lot. I mean, so it's difficult it's... for those attacking players when you're playing against that sort of airtight system. True. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And Soyuncu, I thought, grew into the game, but had a very shaky kind of opening twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you see an awful lot in football these days. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're going to come on to another game later where it certainly did happen as well. So I, I was overall, listen, I was pleased for Leicester. I was. I have to say, I've got nothing particularly against Chelsea generally. I'm not one of these people who cares too mm-hmm. much about Chelsea. But that video that did the rounds of those arrogant Chelsea fans celebrating the equaliser late on, which mm-hmm. then got disallowed, was delicious. Yeah, yeah was I think we should say, by the way, look, Chelsea fans, you know, again, I personally, um, uh, nothing against, but because of Leicester, you know, having recently been a true underdog, as you say, yeah. not now, to see them win it for the first time. And so, and it's quite a likeable oh, side as well. Well, you've also got to factor in the idea that the um, the original owner passed, passed yeah, away in tragic yeah. circumstances. Completely, you know, so yeah. and, and that affected the squad particularly badly, particularly someone like Kasper Schmeichel, who was deeply affected by yeah, it. And, yeah. you know, and, they, and, and, and the current owner, the son of the, the previous owner, mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, came down, top, yeah. great yeah. name, yeah, yeah, came yeah. down and... Um, and and kind of experienced it and enjoyed it in front among the squad. And it is regardless of what your overall opinion is about billionaires this and billionaires that, it is unthinkable mm. for the players to bring the Glazers down, the Cronkies yeah. down. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it wouldn't happen. So it's, there it's is a difference there. That, that yeah. relationship they have, isn't it? And it, it is, you know, <laughs> unless it was some kind of elaborate trap, yeah. it wouldn't happen. Do, do you think that would be Oligana Solskjaer? Would that be? We've often said he's been put in difficult positions before with the Glazers yeah. and the fans. And so on. would that be the ultimate difficult position if Malcolm Glazer came down? Or, or not Malcolm Glazer. If one of the Glazers came down. Uh, you know. Arms wide open. Come hey! on, Ollie. Hug for the trophy. Hug <laughs> right. for the camera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. He would plead socially distanced. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he probably would. Um, I don't know if you've seen the, the stories doing the rounds about um, the postcards that were left in the changing room at the beginning of the, uh, before seen the that. game. So, uh, Brendan Rogers. Rogers using postcards. He, well, he arranged for um, friends or family members of each individual player mm. to write them a, a message of good luck on a postcard, which was left on the kit, handwritten. So, like, nice. really, really yeah. went to town. On the detail to get everybody prepared and mm-hmm. to to make everybody feel, I guess, united in in what yeah. is a really important occasion. Because mm-hmm. you know, with with what happened last season, I know Leicester fans are probably sick of thinking about it and hearing about it, but 
you know, they're, they're still on for the Champions League and they're still, they've got the toughest run, haven't they? I think with Chelsea and Spurs coming up oh. in those last two games, that spectre of failure is going to be there. So it's mm-hmm. those extra touches have clearly made a difference. What yeah. um, Thomas Tuchel did um, instead of the postcards is uh, when they bent over to look at their kit to see they were starting and turned around. As they turned around, mm-hmm. he slapped him in the face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Said, ah. Do you think it was not as good? Do you think, no. the, do you think the loss is ultimately a triumph over a manager who's dressed appropriately for a cup? I thought that was a, I thought that was poor. <laughs> I have to say, I thought that was really fucking poor. I knew you would. I, I listen, knew you would. Hate I was that. kicking off last week <laughs> yes. about about certain things that need to be sacred, and you mentioned them. The FA Cup. Final, someone pointed out to me on Twitter that actually, way back in the day, I think it was 1948. I want to say yeah. the cup final was played among other league games, so there has been mm-hmm. a precedent set. But for me, it has to be oh, a separate When Wigan game. won the trophy, they then got relegated a couple of weeks later. Yeah, yeah. that's more modern though. True. I'm saying, what I'm saying is that we see the FA Cup final not being held up as special as a modern thing. Okay, but it's not okay. always been a modern thing. Yeah, okay. But anyway, the point is, too cool. Come on, you but can't be wearing a puffer jacket FA Cup But final. we know he decks out completely in the blue. Yeah, but he can do differently. He can do it differently. I, I wear a blue he, suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. I thought he might have done that, um, but, he, but he didn't. Um, mm. I mean... But, there was a Chelsea sorry Mark's to go. Yeah. There's a Chelsea fan um, that I used to know, uh, um, and he used to wear a bright blue suit for um, for formal occasions and a Chelsea FC tie. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking abysmal. Yeah. What? But, what? Like when you what? Like in, just in his life? Yeah. Like if you go out like to the to the to well, like a wedding or, or something. Yeah. 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 Or a wedding. Yeah. And it, it had CFC in gold letters and lions all over. It's terrible. Yeah. But Tuchel could have at least done that. My goodness. Yeah. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he's got it all <laughs> under the, the jacket. Round. Yeah. Under the big puffer Formal jacket. occasions. He's really. He's... Do, you, do you not? Do you not get? You, does that not affect you? That. What do you mean? The manager wearing a wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, oh, I don't like it. I don't no. mind it during it's the cup final at least. Yeah, cup finals, but I don't mind I during the like, league games. Oh, tuxedo. I've said this before. I think tuxedo. even the players. No, you well, play the final in a tuxedo. I tell you who would who would turn up in a tuxedo. It would be. Pardew or Phil Brown. That's the <laughs> yeah. type of manager who <laughs> yeah, turned yeah, up. Yeah. I, I don't mind them. I don't really care what they wear when it's not a showpiece occasion. But it annoys me in the Super Bowl in the US. They all the coaches all wear the tracksuits and stuff as well. It's annoying. Oh, I don't know. I, I remember we've heard stories before, haven't we, of of people getting so into like football manager when they got a cut file, they get a suit <laughs> yeah. on, shake Brandon hands with that. the door hands, door yeah. handles in their houses and stuff. That is a bit silly. It's though. a bit pervy, yeah. but I mean, people, <laughs> bit I'm saying people are making the effort. I like, remember you also saying that you once saw somebody that uh, went to our university spitting. At his computer oh, screen Tiggy. because he'd been so upset. Oh, Tiggy by Rainbow. It. Tiggy yeah. Rainbow. When I when I went to visit him once, promise uh, you that's a real person. Yeah, I went around his house and he'd been playing football manager for like eight hours straight, and he and he lost a cup for He's so frustrated, uh, he started spitting on the monitor. That's awful business. <laughs> that is absolutely awful. Let's... You can't do that these days. Not in COVID. No, no, you should be doing it then. No, not even in the comfort no. of your own home. Back to reality, though, gentlemen. Um, lovely to see fans in the ground. Yeah, uh, Jim, and that really, really added to the occasion. You see, oh, the, see the Leicester City players celebrating at the end in front of the fans. It was, yeah. it, it was quite emotional for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And it, I, I quite like the fact that it's, it's this slow release because it sounded like a lot more people than it was. So when we actually get back to properly full ground, yeah. it's going to be incredible. Well, the key difference for me, Jim, was the idea that you get this crowd noise that's pumped in artificially, mm-hmm. right? But you can never get it accurately enough to be like to get an oh no, or a, ah and 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 actually it was fascinating because the Leicester fans mm. celebrated the VAR overturning like it was a goal. Oh my yeah. goodness! And yeah. it sounded like a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, but to get the sounds right, you need to have someone who really, really, essentially can predict the future. 
And I'm saying it should be Uri Geller. Yeah. <laughs> um, Keep him away from football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two things we haven't mentioned thus far are the Varkal and Kasper Schmeichel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, <laughs> Let's I mean, start with Kasper. Maybe I'm being too emotional because it's so recent, but that the, the standing save mm. in real time, that's one of the great FA Cup final saves for me. I know it's quite yeah. close to him, but it, it was the, the pace. The speed of the mm. reflex was so good. I thought so it was in. Good. I thought it yeah, was in. Same. It was a brilliant hit. Uh-huh. But... Um, and you sort of mounts reaction. You know, you yeah. know a player of, of that quality. What any player, you hit a ball, you're at a certain distance from the goal, and you, and you think to yourself, right, well, that's that's. that's and when in. the keeper plucks it like that, you think, flip it, Nora. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's brilliant. The, the, the David Seaman FA Cup semi-final save against Sheffield United is a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but in terms of final, well, the the classic is the was it the Sunderland one. Uh, who makes that? You yes. know, back in uh, the double save. Yeah, the double save. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, amazing. That, that, that's a sort of one of the classics, but it's up there. Yeah, that's, that was that's from. Save. I can't remember the name of the keeper off the top of my head, but that was from Trevor Cherry and someone else. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember it, but yeah, I've sure, seen you're it. aware. Yeah, but but the, the thing Peter Schmeichel did. You're talking about that standing one, which was the first one. Mm. He made one so good after that that people forgot about the first yeah. one because mm-hmm. the second the second one was such a strong hand. Was, onto such the a, post, such a vital moment. I thought I thought the one onto the post was first. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. The, the, sec- the second one where mm-hmm. he goes to his left, yeah, mm. to save with a really strong wrist. Yeah, that's what the one Jim and I was saying. That was that was the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one we're talking about. I want this from Mason. Yeah, Brown. you're just getting too. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about David Seaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness you said David. But um, <laughs> I think that uh, about John Seaman. <laughs> Or Phil Seaman, the great jazz drummer. There he is. Um, so that was amazing. I mean, because again, we hadn't had too many clear-cut opportunities and efforts, really. I mean, the goal, you know, what was the expected goal from, from that one from Tiela was probably quite low. So then that happens. Of course, Chilwell was, produced the save, which uh, was sort of hand and post kept him out. Chilwell was getting a bit of booing from the, the Leicester fans. And then, of course, what happens is the ball's knocked to Chilwell, comes in and is a bit of a bundle. Um, and, and the ball's in the back of the net. And the way Chilwell celebrated, because I think I was worried that uh, <clears throat> poor old Wes Morgan, who was wisely brought on... Um, <laughs> I thought that was brave. Yeah. I have to say, I, I, I love Wes Morgan, but that was brave. I have to say, I thought to myself, Rogers, you, if I was the interviewee, interviewer at the end of the game, I'd have said, you got, you, you know, you made all your decisions correctly, apart from one. Yeah. What on earth were you thinking about on the 77th minute or something yeah. you brought him on? That yeah. was a kind of a, we're 4-0 up, get yeah. yourself some injury time. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. But anyway, I thought it was an own goal. It almost came back to back five. I thought it was an own goal, actually. But I think it did come off Chilwell. And the way they celebrated, you were gutted for Leicester. I think most neutrals would have been. Oh, because it always feels like it's only going in one direction when that sort of thing happens. Especially when Wes Morgan had come on. I mean, I think some people were suggesting, well, I wouldn't mind to see him have extra time. Yeah, Some people, you! It was you! (laughs) I never said it, it was Vish! (laughs) Oh, no, no. no, Are you graph? No, I think Vish had seen it on Twitter. And he said he was laughing. No, throw Vish under the bus. No, I can't do that. He's, anyway. he's already under. He goes under the bus of his own but accord. Should we? Should, should we not be? Um, Jules is driving it. Yeah. Should we, should we not be? Um, should we not as well show a little bit of solidarity with Chelsea fans because of the tightness of the video? Well, I, yeah. I was I was gutted for them actually. Yeah. I have to say that I watched that and I was, you know, again you, you're not invested with either side really. Obviously, a neutral preferring Leicester to win, but watching that, the way the celebrations went, and you thought, oh my goodness, because you knew it was a tight one. Mm. As soon as they said oh, it's going to Vi, you thought. Phew, this is going to be one of those margins. Mm, yeah. And it was. And you thought, this is a cup final. But you know, the rules are the rules and that's what we're yeah. dealing with. So I mean, cup was... final or, or a, the sixth in a six-nil dead yeah. rubber, it's the same, of course. Yeah. It wasn't quite 
one of those where like an arm hair is offside though, is it? It was just oh, I don't it was know, in front of I that. don't know, Jim. If I, I it was it was gutting for those fans to see that. I mean, you'd have been furious as a Chelsea yeah. fan. And you saw the sound, you heard the sound of those Leicester fans. You're so relieved. Look, you're smiling away. I just think it was amazing drama. I it just, was. The, the, it way, was. the way that Leicester, the rest of the fans, as I said, celebrated like it was a goal was, it was kind of interesting yeah. because we've been so long without fans mm. and that artificial crowd noise we, we accepted and it was kind of better than nothing. Although I ended up not, not, not watching with it on for a while. Um, but you can't replicate the, the, the real thing. And that no. was only, even only 20,000 fans yeah. in total, you know, so I even, you know, under half of that would have been Leicester fans, but mm. they made such a big noise when that happened. It was just, it was just quite a weird thing. It was a bit of an over, overload of the senses really. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the game. I, what did I would... you think of Tuchel's selection? Because the, the tricky thing for... I understand with Leicester, they have important games now. I mean, that loss against Newcastle. Yes, they won at Old Trafford and they'll be mightily relieved and pleased that they did. But you look at that result against Newcastle, that could really bite them on the arse. But hopefully for their sakes, it won't. But but for Tuchel as well, not only does he have games in the Premier League that they need to win, he's also got that Champions League fixture yeah. uh, coming yeah. up. Yeah, I, I, I was... Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to say. Is, that, is, is he saving Tammy Abraham for them? Because he well, didn't I, even I, make the I squad. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Um, like, I wouldn't have thought so, no. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say with that because there's a lot of, he's got a lot of options, particularly going forward. Mm-hmm. And he's fancied, he started off fancying Alonso, but then he picks, starts picking Chilwell. And then he picks Alonso for the cup final, but he has to bring him off. He doesn't really do anything. And then mm-hmm. Chilwell gets right amongst it. Yeah. So it just looked like one of those games where perhaps... You're, we're overlaying some meaning because of what happened in retrospect. Yeah. Um, he has to manage his team. He's got the Champions League final, as you said. They've got some crucial league games left. Um, I, I, it's easy to be wise after the event. I know I always say this, and I can't say this in 10 years' time when he's like 50 years old. <laughs> but I probably would have started with Giroud. I think mm. you, you have... Werner's not been among the goals. He's been busy. He's been a willing runner. Uh, I don't know why they don't play... Um, he doesn't play Giroud more. He's always reliable for goals. He's good in big games. He can he can really take advantage of some of the other things that those attacking Chelsea mm. players can do. As soon as Pulisic comes on, he's all over the place. Mm. He's really busy. He can deliver uh, a cross as well. Hudson-Odoi comes on. Mm. He can do the same. You know, you've got players who can create a lot of things. And Giroud, who's got so much experience, he can occupy... Mm-hmm. Obviously, a, a half-fit Johnny Evans, who's really important for Leicester, who ends up going ends up going off anyway. Look, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that he got it wrong because it's easy to be wise after the event. Um, but maybe he could have done something a little bit different. You think Kai Havertz he'd probably be saving? That was my yeah. interpretation yeah. of that. I but they all end up coming on to try and save the game anyway. Yeah, well, I think Havertz will probably start the Champions League final. I would have thought. Um, and we'll, but we'll see. I mean, he's got a, he's got he's got decisions to make. But ultimately, they lost the game, of course. And, and, and my goodness. And we've done a big um, bit on the FA Cup final, a cup final. Not mentioned Kepa. Not mentioned so Kepa. He can't have done anything wrong. He's done all right. He didn't yeah. do anything wrong. No. Should he have saved that to him? No. It was a long <laughs> way out, wasn't it? Uh, look at his position. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, um, uh, it's another trophy for Jamie Vardy in a Leicester City shirt. Apparently. Um, he was playing non-league a while ago, but yeah. uh, but the, now <clears throat> this we'd gone cold a little bit. You remember the Jamie Vardy film, Jim? Yes. Remember the chat? I've been about wondering that? where yeah. is it? Well, the, there was a the, one of the chaps who was involved in the making or, or the creating of this film famously went to the game. I think when they played Liverpool at home, when they went on to win the league, and of course Vardy scored that great volley and and whatnot. We thought, oh, here we go, but we're going to yeah. have a summer blockbuster on our hands here. Well, the report's <laughs> saying that plans are being stepped up for the Jamie Vardy film after this uh, victory. Adrian Butchart, who wrote goal one and two, no, not, yeah. three. not three, nobody not three. wrote three. 
Yeah, it was say so sounds, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, nobody wrote three. An everyone, algorithm wrote three. <laughs> everyone just turned up on the set and was yeah, like, oh, improvise there. what do you reckon? Will you go over there and we'll have a go? Um, he has previously said that Zac Efron and uh, Robert Patterson were being considered to play old Vars. I think Louis Tomlinson... Oh, Pattinson. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Tomlinson of One Direction fame was also in the mix. Really? When we did all our... Zac Efron, come on. <laughs> I'd love to hear Zac Efron do a Sheffield accent. I mean, he might be amazing at it. He's a professional actor. He probably would be good at it. But yeah, yeah, still, yeah. Pattinson, though, I'm, I, that's my dream choice. Because in, in the same way Jamie Vardy's my favourite footballer, I think Robert Pattinson might be my favourite actor because mm. he just lies in interviews. <laughs> Have you seen that interview? No. Where he was doing this interview for a movie called Water this. for Elephants, right? Uh, it's all about the circus. And this, this American interviewer says, so did you have much of a relationship with a, with, a, with a circus when you were a kid? And he was like, well, yeah, actually my dad took me to the circus, um, but it had to be evacuated because somebody died. And the guy was like, what? Oh God, what happened? It was, like, it was one of the clowns, like his little clown car like malfunctioned and exploded and the clown died it's like this didn't happen did it <laughs> but like, is he doing it for like a bit of a yeah yeah he's oh, just okay. probably entertaining himself yeah I see yeah, yeah, there was yeah. that, that weird interview he did with the magazine in the lockdown as well where he claimed he was trying to invent a new type of fast food which I read was that. a, a oh, pasta right. you could hold in your hand yes. and he tried to do a demonstration of it and he blew up his microwave yeah. so I mean he's blown up a microwave for a yeah. gag there and yeah. I respect yeah. that it's got a lot of common with Jamie Vardy here exactly I think there's a lot of crossover he's, he's a lead contender but when we had to do a lot of football movies on the show because there was no football the one thing we learned was that it's impossible to, I mean, it's impossible to get the football scenes right mm. if you've not got professional footballers. Yeah, and and to the point of where even if you're an average football player, it's very difficult to be filmed for any sustained amount of time and look like a professional footballer. Mm -hmm. You know, I know they have like stunt doubles and stuff, like freestylers no, do right. stuff, but like you, you can't really do it. So I'm, I'm not, I've got no confidence at all the film's going to be any good unless you do. What they did with Ali McCoist. Ah, yeah. Get a footballer to do it and just get them to fudge the acting. Yeah, yeah. Coisty will play Vardy, is what you say. Vardy can play himself. <laughs> oh, <what> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you need someone who can do a good Sheffield accent. Robert Carlyle. <laughs> get old Begbie in there. The spell dog wouldn't be a million miles away. I would be a million miles away. <laughs> <laughs> million and one miles away yeah. these days. Um, uh, gentlemen, there was another big cup final, uh, of course, that happened uh, on the weekend. It was the Women's Champions League final. Another loss for Chelsea. Barcelona, I mean, this was a, a bit more one-sided, it's fair to yep. say, than the FA Cup. I mean, you can't argue with that. 4-0, my goodness. All four goals coming in the first half. And it's a shame for Chelsea because... The Chelsea ladies have been brilliant this season. We've enjoyed the manager and, and her interviews and whatnot, real character of the game and so on. Mm. Um, but it, when you're just sort of blasted away like that yeah. in the first half. It's, I mean, uh, the first goal was a really unfortunate deflected mm. own goal on about 38 seconds, wasn't it? And at that point, just all yeah. your plans go out the window. Yeah. And th there was a penalty very quickly after that. I think there was just a bit of stage fright, wasn't there? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you're playing against a side who have won 26 out of 26. Yeah. One as well. That's not unbeaten. Yes. That's yeah, yeah, one yeah, yeah, every yeah. game. Their record is ridiculous. I mean, they wrapped up the league title with eight games to spare, 128 goals and conceded five. <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of, you know, loath to say, well, what is the competition like? But I don't think it matters because yeah, we level. know this Chelsea side are really good yeah. and yeah. they've wiped the floor with them. Yeah. So... It doesn't matter what's going on in Spain. This Barcelona side are phenomenal. It's quite clear to see. But it is it is a, a shame. You know, Chelsea, the first um, English side in the final since Arsenal in 2007. 
Um, and, and, and look, I watched the game, and it's really difficult to come back when you when you have that situation in the final. So uh-huh. the, the first goal is really unfortunate. The second goal comes fairly quickly afterwards. All of a sudden, you've got a mountain to climb. And when you're playing against a team that are that good, yep. and you've got to get back in the game because it's a one-off game, yeah. um, you're going to leave gaps, and you're going to and you're going to find it very very difficult. And they got punished mm. extensively by a very good team. But having said that. I mean, as Emma Hayes herself said in the post-match interview, she said, look, we prepared as best we could and we didn't sense any nerves among the players, but mm. clearly there were nerves um, and it was difficult for them to, to deal with the occasion. It happens, you know, we've seen it happen in you know, many, many times before in big finals. Um, but she also said, look, we're the second best team in Europe. You know, we're yeah. moving in the right mm. direction um, and, you know, good for them. But it was, a, it, was a, it was a shame because I was really excited for the game and it was mm. over as a spectacle very early on. Yeah. Even though Chelsea actually had quite a few chances mm. and they've obviously got some very good players. But um, it was just, I mean, that, that Barcelona team looked like a machine. They really what, do. 26 out of 26. Yeah. yeah. 4-0 in the final. And, and I don't want to be disrespectful to, to the Chelsea side who obviously worked really hard to get to the final. But it, I'm not sure how difficult Barcelona even found it. No. And that shows how good they are because, yeah, exactly. as you said, Chelsea are a good team. Yeah. Proper invincible stat. Yes. Yeah. What makes you the invincibles? 26 out of 26. <laughs> yeah. And a 4-0 winner. Well, they can final. see the goals. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm it's five not, of them, Jimmy. It's, right. like, it's not like the old Arsenal men's team back in the day. Oh, yeah, we got knocked out the cup early, but we're still the invincible. Yeah, well, that was bestowed on them by the press. So, and yeah. you. And it, I had nothing to do with you it. You won't let us refer to Arsenal without saying the word invincibles. You've got it written in your contract. <laughs> well, Marcus, tell him. Yeah, I will tell him. Um, <laughs> What about Rangers, though? I mean, they are they are sort of invincibles as well in a, in a league sense. Yeah. I mean, of course, they beat Aberdeen to finish the season unbeaten on 102 points, which is quite something. They won 32 out of 38, including all 19 home games, you know. So not quite the, the, the Barcelona women's team, but still uh, a very, very impressive season. They'll be disappointed they went out of the Cups in the quarterfinals, as I say. But when you think about stopping 10 in a row, was the job that Gerard had to do? My, he did stop it. Yeah, I think if that happened again, you know, if that happened now mm-hmm. and and Arsenal had had a season like that where they where they were unbeaten, I'd I'd feel such a sense of local pride. I'd go right down to Highbury Corner and just smash the shit out yeah, of it. I think that's... I'd be so proud of my local area, I'd beat it up. I think that's I think that's probably the wise thing to do. I mean, I don't know what the Barcelona women's team's fans did. I don't know if they went down to Las Ramblers and knocked the crap out of the local area <laughs> and each other. And each over. other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's certainly what the Rangers fans, the some Rangers fans thought was um yeah, appropriate. It's a shame. Um which uh, oh, my mute button's gonna get a lot of exercise. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, it didn't surprise some people in Scotland. Uh, I think maybe they were just upset about the fact they lost to, to St Mirren in the League Cup. Maybe <laughs> early maybe. in the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hindsight is a is yeah. a funny old. It's thing, really sunk it? in now. That that defeat in mid December is really sunk <laughs> in. Yeah. But you know, obviously, awful scenes in the centre of Glasgow. The f- really awful. But you know, focusing on what Gerrard's done, a magnificent season for him and for mm. the players, and uh, you know, they, they they've deserved it. But so. brother Brendy still has the record, though, right? For the amount of points, is that right? Yeah, 100, that was in 2016-17 when he they won, won 34 out of 38. Mm. It's good, isn't it? That? It's, it's not too shabby. Still, though, with, with, with what Gerrard's done and what Rangers have done this season, it is an amazing yeah. way to break that record, yes. isn't it? It's like a hell of a gauntlet thrown well, it, down. Well, it shows you how good Celtic have been in recent years. As yeah. you say, yeah, they have that record. Um, and, you know, Rangers were in the league when, when Rogers took over and they were sort of trying to adapt. I mean... You don't want to be the guy who's in charge of Rangers when Celtic win 10 in a row. Quite. Especially when you've had a season or two before, you know. So he's done it. He's done very, very well indeed. So well done to him and to Rangers. (laughs) 
which decision in particular annoys you? Where do you want to start? Welcome back to the Football Aval, everybody. Lovely to have you here with us, of course. It's time for a Betway 4 to score update. Um, yes, uh, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal score in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. In game one, it was Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. I picked Ollie Watkins. The result was John McGinn. In game two, it was Spurs versus Wolves. Vish picked Son Hyung Min. The result was Harry Kane. In game three, it was West Brom versus Liverpool. Andy picked Roberto Firmino. The result was Hal Robson Carnu. In game four, Everton versus Sheffield United. Luke picked Dominic Calvert Lewin. And it was Daniel Jebison, the very young Mr. Jebison, of course. Incredible so thing. Shit and unreliable Everton. Like, you can never. I know. Unreliable. They're their own worst enemies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. indeed, indeed. Mm. So uh, we'll be back for another swing in the next round of Betway's Four to score on the preview show uh, this Friday. Right, everybody, we've got a new in- email jingle. Here we go. This is from Paul Staveley. I've genuinely not heard You this. almost said England jingle. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like I've not heard it. I, I assume, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Paul is any relation to Amanda. Maybe. Um, but we'll Possibly. find out. Oh, maybe. It's, is, this part, is, this the, is this the latest sortie in the battle to take I over Newcastle we, United? We are a, a flick of the finger away Let's to find finding out. out. Here we go. Yep, definitely Amanda's brother. I was, oh, I was hoping for another one. That, for another. that is good, isn't it? <laughs> Just Paul Stavely. No, big big um, Rick Ashley vibes. Yeah, oh, massively. Well, we requested a bit of 80 synths, we didn't did. we? And my Paul has responded. He has indeed. Is this how this works? Can we just go like, can you, you do what, like What do you want, Jim? What are you after? Can you do a trance metal uh, <laughs> jingle next? I'd quite like, a, as you would expect, a bit of a 90s anthemic indie anthem. Of course you would. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do we want an email? Shall yeah. I, shall I, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why we're here, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. So, Matt Dykehouse has been in touch. He says, We're all suckers for an outfield player in net. So, I thought I'd bring you, your attention to the midweek MLS game between the Seattle Sounders and the San Jose Earthquakes. In the 15th, 15th minute, Seattle w- was called for a handball in the box, but it was ultimately overturned after a VAR review on the sideline. After the review, Seattle went up the, up to the other end of the field where US international Christian Roldan unleashed a wicked left footed volley from outside the box to score the game's only goal. Then, then, in the 90th minute, Seattle keeper Stefan Fry got a nasty-looking hip injury which required him to come out of the game. The goal scorer, Roldan, went, uh, went to the manager and volunteered his younger brother, <laughs> right-back's Alex Roldan, to take over in goal. Alex dutifully took over and even made a save in the 94th minute from a free kick, getting clattered by an opposing attacker for his efforts. It was really funny to see him in the oversized keeper <laughs> shirt and trying to find gloves to wear. I love that. Yeah. It's getting bossed around by your older no, that brother. That is great, isn't yeah. it? You can definitely see Gary doing that to Fizzer. Massively. <laughs> My younger brother will do it. <laughs> really? No, he's in the squad. All right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so the way he says that, it's like he's just volunteered his younger yeah, brother. Yeah, especially with on. the oversized shirt. Maybe they found one. I don't know. Back back in the 90s, the oversized shirt was all the rage. It was. And when you look back at it now, you think that was so impractical. Yeah. It's so impractical. It's, well, especially as as, as as you want you want a shirt that, that can't be pulled by the opposition so exactly. much, you know, exactly. which is why um, like the Italian Kappa shirts were quite... 
effective. Also, the um, idea of you're a goalkeeper, you're diving around, there's going to be a little bit of resistance. Yeah, exactly. More friction. Yeah, no, that, that is very, very true, gentlemen. Very, very true um, indeed. Speaking of, uh, uh, well, I mentioned him there, old Phil, Fizzer. Yeah. Mm. He's into Miami side. They won. They did win. They won 3-2 away. R- Ryan Shawcross played. Um, Gonzalo. Iguain got a couple of goals. Yeah, exactly. So we, are we asking for more emails from people about um, Fizzer Watch? <laughs> yeah, we want. <laughs> Try I, I, we call our like MLS ones if you've got anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if he's been it? down the beach, is he up to his old tricks? <laughs> yeah, never gonna, there's a lot of beach in Miami, I'd <laughs> imagine. <laughs> he's never going to live that down. Not on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely old job. Right back to the Premier League. Come on. West Brom 1, Liverpool 2. The game will be remembered for a lovely goal by Hal robson Carney. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he hasn't scored since that quarterfinal in the Euro 2016 tournament against Belgium. Is that true? No. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, say I can remember <laughs> him scoring. You got the... me good there. Yeah, yeah. It was... I was thinking, not even in training. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alisson. Oh, Alisson. Beautiful. My what goodness. It's one of those ones that obviously Liverpool... And now back in, uh, well, they have been for a couple of games, back in the, the contention for Champions League spots when people thought, oh, maybe they've they've dropped out of it. And so there would have been a few fans from other clubs around them watching that thinking, come on, West Brom, do us a favour here. Yeah. When that goal goes in, I don't think anybody can begrudge that. No. Um, I can think of one, man. Well, yeah. true. <laughs> I think, I, I think um, West Brom's recent record against Liverpool is actually pretty decent. Like, Liverpool don't, don't have a great time of it against West Brom mm-hmm. more recently. The big Sam effect. Um, well, quite. And uh, it's, it's a genuinely good header as well. Yeah. Like normally you just you think because it happens so infrequently half the time when the goalkeeper goes like oh, what's the point of this you know what mm-hmm. I mean you're, gonna, you're just going to mix it up bit of yeah. nuisance value fine that was a header of some quality completely showing how good some of the, some of the goalkeepers as footballers are now we hear a lot about Edison and about Allison and about all the rest of it that was a, a quality header. One of the angles from behind the goal, which is the one where effectively the ball comes straight towards the camera, it yeah. shows you the accuracy and the power mm. and the, the intention behind it. It was absolutely superb. Yeah. I mean, it's rare that like it's rare that a goalkeeper even touches the ball when they go up for it, isn't it? So I yeah. guess we have no idea what the quality is normally like. But is if it's it, like that, more of it, please. I don't know about you guys, but it got me angry that he hadn't been outfield more this <laughs> yeah. time. And they've dropped... I mean, if they if they had played Alisson a little bit more up there, mm. maybe they'd be doing a little bit better. What is yeah. this about, you know, brilliant Brazilian goalkeepers who can play out on pitch or produce moments? Because they always say about Edison in Man- mm. Manchester City could play... Yeah. Well, outfield. he's an amazing passer the boy, Edison. Yeah. Amazing. Roger Senni, he liked the goal. He did. He you know, did. Jorge Campos, who was also five foot five. Yeah, from and, Mexico. And crucially not kids. Brazilian. Yeah. As well. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I just I just like to talk about him as much as fair enough is possible. It's very true. Um, and what was quite enjoyable was Liverpool on Twitter was straight out with the goal Allison graphic. I love that, and it was just quite nice that they already had that ready to go just in case. <laughs> yeah, that shows. And it you. had all the match details on it as well. So presumably they did that every every yeah. match. Well, There's some designer you. going. Finally, you want to be a top flight club. You want to be invited to Super Leagues and all. You got to be. You, you got to cover it all off. Cover it all off. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, but it was the first time a goalkeeper had scored a competitive goal for Liverpool in their 128 year history marvellous the sixth goalkeeper in the Premier League to score which does seem quite high it seems yeah. very yeah. very high six different goalkeepers I mean I remember like Brad Friedel came up for a corner and he's, I think he equalised in the last minute. And then, for Blackburn? Uh, yeah, possibly. And then and then they then they let in a goal the other end like a minute later, which yeah. is quite a shame, which is why maybe you forget that. Paul Robinson was just a big old punt from his That heart. was a very windy day. That one, yeah, that was, one yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that's only happened that one time. Mm. But no, because Tim Howard did it. 
A load of them scored from their own half. Uh, Begovic as well. But but the point was the the um, the Robinson one. He looked almost embarrassed that he'd scored. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the goalkeepers' union. There, there's a bit of mutual respect there. They sort of think I wouldn't want a goalkeeper. Well, there wasn't last yeah. yesterday with fucking Allison. Well, Bar- but he's Barry earned, and the goalkeeper. But he's earned though, that yeah. though, hasn't he? Yeah. He's earned that. Obviously, Peter Schmeichel scored as well. Yeah, uh, he liked. I, I kind remember of him scoring more, but it was only once, wasn't that? No, was he, did, no he scored well, for Manchester it? United, but that wasn't in the Premier League. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, it was for Aston Villa, actually, his goal ah. from the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Despite uh, uh, Alisson's uh, brilliance, um, Mike Dean managed to put himself into the game's narrative. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He will never, ever be uh, outshone. No. Um, was this because he got in the way for the free kick? He got in the way. Yeah. Um, that was the, the sort of quite odd decision. I mean, did he think the ball had hit him? He must have. I mean, it's the only it's the only, it's the only kind of explanation I can think of. Yeah. I, I think that he's yeah. I think he just heat at the moment. Look, we all, everybody makes a mistake, and I just think in the heat at the moment, it's good, the game's moving quickly. He's probably thought I've got in a way. Okay, yeah. um, I should I should blow up there. Was actually it should have been a drop ball, if at all. Really, yeah. he doesn't have to, but he can do. I suppose. I, yeah. Um, Allardyce was uh, fuming about Carl Bartley's disallowed goal. Matt Phillips was deemed to be offside by obstructing Allison's view, which he was. Well, this fucking. I mean, the, the fact that you can complain about that is absolute nonsense. I know I'm the one who jumps on the back of our dice all the time, but genuinely... It is if, the rule, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if that wasn't offside, then teams would do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. You could just put a player in there who's apparently not interfering with play mm. in whatever phase, and you could do that every game. Yeah, but, it but has Luke, to be offside. Luke, when you say teams could do that all the time, who do you think would do it most? Whose teams would do that the most <laughs> yeah, often, exactly, do you think? Yeah. It's a staggering level, yeah. level of hypocrisy. Crucially, they'd be way. doing it in the championship. Well, he, <laughs> said, he said, didn't he? I forget which rule it was. Maybe it was an offside one, and when that was being ironed out, and it'll be forever being ironed out the offside rule of course that's the nature of it yeah. but Allardyce even himself admitted he said well look if there's you know there's a loophole or there's something to be exploited you know well I'm I'm, I'm going to do that I think there was only who was in charge I of think, Bolton I think that which is fair like, yeah, that, joke, joke of the side I mean you'd, you'd say they have, they have a responsibility <laughs> aggregated marginal gains and all of that course, I mean, you yeah. need to try and get an advantage and there's nothing wrong with that Yeah, yeah. Right. it's a funny rule though isn't it because some, it, sometimes I, I suppose it is to stop teams from doing it on purpose, but you do feel like sometimes if like a goalkeeper's been unsighted just by the nature of somewhere of, of where someone is standing, it's sort of you just feel a bit like well, tough luck. But well, it has I its, guess it's to stop it. It has being its root. Used. Well, Jim, it has its root in when they changed the offside law to say if you're not interfering with play, you're not offside. Let the mm. game continue. Mm-hmm. Then they had to bring in by by definition by saying that they didn't have to um, essentially clarify when a player was interfering with play or not yeah. because before that if you're offside you're just offside right yeah. if the ball come over well it's like the old Kevin Keegan classic goal that we used to show in the live show on the big screen <laughs> scores an amazing bicycle <laughs> kick there's a guy in the, like the right wing position yeah. who's offside so it's offside they changed it for that reason but they have to further clarify what interfering actually means mm-hmm. and that I'm sorry to say Big Sam is interfering with play and it's obvious that it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, Liverpool can guarantee a top four finish if they win at Burnley and against Crystal Palace. Now, Klopp himself had said many months ago, if we finish in the top four this season, it will be a good season. You have to say, I understand the way they went out to Real Madrid, in that, especially in that first leg, it was a bit disappointing. But it is the Champions League. You're playing against Real Madrid and whatnot. But with the players that they have, Van Dijk being the obvious one to injury and, and so on, you know, Klopp saw with COVID and you know what support they have um, at Anfield. We talk about other clubs going, oh, well, if they had the home crowd, well, that is particularly um, uh, appropriate, I think, for, for Liverpool. Um, if they can do that, which you wouldn't bet against them doing, Jim, it would be considering Absolutely. a good season. Definitely. I mean, Not know, a brilliant season by their own standards. No, but I mean, they've had really trying circumstances, mm. haven't they? They played their midfield as their defence for a lot of this, the season. That's mm-hmm. going to affect anybody. So to still you know, get into the top four after that mm-hmm. would be a massive, massive achievement. 
Um, and I feel like they could do it. It's interesting, Roy Hodgson in the way in what could be his last game <laughs> in football. He wouldn't mind that, would he? He would not. That would be. Would Although not. I don't think Roy's that type of man, is he? No, probably not. But, but he wants his team cross to win. His mind, right? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, but it shows you the importance of that Leicester and Chelsea game because it is in Liverpool's hands, despite Liverpool being fifth and, and three points behind Leicester. Well, I, I, I don't have as much sympathy for Liverpool as you guys do, but I understand that they've had a difficult season. Mm-hmm. No, I think when all said and done, if they did finish in the top four, considering how important it is to finish in the top four for a club when they'd been written yeah, off. Yeah, because what's transpired, absolutely, to pull that out of the fire would be great. I'd say they've resurrected. I wouldn't, maybe a good season might be a bit too much. But, but. I, I don't think that they, um, uh, yeah, they've, had, they've had difficulties and they've had key personnel out for large parts of the season. But that happens to teams all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can't attribute you know, defeats at home to Burnley, defeats at home mm. to Fulham, 7-2 defeats to Aston Villa True. with that kind of stuff. That's their own fault and mm. they take responsibility for that. And if those clumsy results that they were better than despite their players missing mm-hmm. had been had been better, they wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Well, as Jim says, they've got to get past free scoring Crystal Palace. I know. Yeah. Wow. What, ama- what an amazing uh, game that was. God, that was quite something. That was I quite thought, something. Well, because I have to say... Mm. Um, <laughs> when that when that game started and it was Ben Teke getting one, yep. John McGinn getting one, I was thinking, yeah. is, is this just a lineup of, te- of players that are going to fuck England over in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> is this a chilling portent of what's to come this uh, summer? It could well be, it could well yeah. be. Of course, on the, on the Friday night, got us off a, to a great start of the weekend's footballing action in the Premier League. Yeah. Newcastle three, Manchester City four. The old manager of the month curse strikes again for Brucey. It was... <laughs> Has he, had it, has he had it enough times? Well, I don't know, but he said in the post-match, the biggest compliment I can pay them is that it's difficult to sit up against them. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> seem that effusive. <laughs> this game feels... Because there's so much football, so much good football this weekend. Yeah. Um, this felt like it was such a long time ago. It yeah, does, it did, yeah, yeah. We it, have to be, I mean, Ferran Torres, youngest player to score a hat-trick for a Guardiola side. I mean, for a Guardiola side... Considering you know some of the young players he's yeah. had, that's impressive. That's that, pretty that, that little flicked volley. Oh, it's beautiful! So, Absolutely beautiful. Some people were saying that he, is he is he the answer to the Aguero shaped hole that's going to be found? Oh, that's a big I suggestion. Mean, I mean, he's done well in that position, isn't he? The finishing was fantastic. That particular that, that volley was amazing. Yeah, and he, and, and he was he was really Johnny on the spot for one of the goals. Well, was it the third one when the rebound came out mm. and he yeah and he put it yeah away? that's right yeah, yeah. yeah he's the real falsehood of the nine that is not false at all. Mm. Ah, there we go. Mm. It's a double agent nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what he what he should call be called. It's nice to see Joel Linton scoring though again. Yes, and nice to see Scotty Carson in bins. Wow, well, how about oh, that? that? Was great. Given his Man City debut, first game. I can believe this when I heard this. So I looked it up, and it is true. First Premier League game for ten years for Scott Carson. Yeah, yeah madness. And it? everyone, he's a bit of a household name, yeah. Scotty Carson. Yeah, yeah. England completely. Yeah, surprising to hear that. Really. Yeah, I mean, he, he was he's he's been on loan from Derby since two thousand and nineteen and hasn't played in those two years. So it was nice for Guardiola to give him a run out. He yeah. wouldn't have thought conceding three goals against... He did save a penalty, but of course the rebound was knocked yeah. in. It's the epitome of, of one of the loveliest old jobs in football, this, when you're oh, an yeah. older goalkeeper, really experienced, you're drafted into a top team just to help out in training, yep. give give a bit of experience, you're there as a safe pair of hands if you're an unlikely event you needed, yes. and you yeah. get a couple of gigs in the last towards the end of the season. Rob Green, anyone? Yeah. Chelsea? Mark, Mark Schwartz. When Rob Green though there's that photo of him and I think he's doing it partly in tongue in cheek as well when he's yeah. lifting the Europa League mm. and he's like his face is absolutely beaming a bit like Brendan Rogers at the final whistle it's great well. think, um, yeah damn right um, I, I wonder if we were going to talk about Fulham today but obviously we're not because yeah. um, they've you know already been relegated and all the mm-hmm. rest of it um, but you want to say well done to Southampton for another victory no what, what I wanted to say was I was speaking <laughs> I was speaking to a mate of mine over the weekend mm. and randomly we were just talking about Fulham 
and uh, he's a Huddersfield Town fan, my mate mm. Adam. And uh, he said he obviously goes to watch see, Huddersfield quite a lot. See you next season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you'll be able to see him again. Um, although Huddersfield, you know, obviously quite fortunate to stay in the championship uh-huh. this year. But anyway, he said that Huddersfield played Fulham. I think it, I can't remember what it was, but he was with the Huddersfield fans. Mm. And um, Fulham were winning and Huddersfield were looking for an equaliser mm-hmm. massively. And the crowd were getting really amongst it and all the rest of it. And he said there's a lot of kind of you know, Yorkshiremen you know, kicking off, trying to, so desperate for an equaliser. Huddersfield score, mm. right? <laughs> and everyone celebrates. And then they notice that the flag's gone up and it's mm, offside. Yeah. And he said this big, bald Yorkshireman shouted out. He saw the flag go up and he went, oh, fuck off. Typical London lefty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's class, isn't it? Well, there's oh, that, we've, got, we've got that jingle of Warnock. Yeah. Oh, we're in bloody in London. London. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. <laughs> Typical London lefty. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Um, Gentlemen, I'd like to end uh, the show with something a little bit different, um, but still within the realms of football. Um, Danny Alves has been called up to the Brazil squad. Oh, it's brilliant. At the age of 38, his form has been that good for Sao Paulo this season. Fair to say he's been a bit of a utility man. That is incredible. Look, you should make it clear to the listeners exactly what he's been able to achieve. Utility man undersells that massively. He's played eight positions for Sao Paulo at the age of 38. Yeah, Yeah, but he's been winning praise as like a creative central midfielder. (laughs) I like the, the, the engine on the man. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the modern fullback position is what it is because of him. <sighs> yeah. Well, that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, presumably he'd be called up as a fullback because he's obviously his prime position. Mm. 38. And, and the way Brazil, well, the modern fullbacks, but of course, to, to add to that, Brazilian fullbacks, and him in particular, the way he likes to get up and down. At the age of 38, do you yeah. need that, Danny? Well, I, I don't Apparently think he's he doing that, though, is he? I think he's, he's in the middle of it more and he's, you know, just pulling the no, strings in there. No, but he won't be there. for Brazil, sure. Who knows? Well, we'll find he's, out, won't he's we? He's got um, 118 caps already. Yeah. Only two players have got more caps than him as uh, Brazilian players. Do you know who they are? Romario? No. Yes, I think you'll find that that is true. That's <laughs> <laughs> caps, not goals. <laughs> it's um, Roberto Carlos and Cafu. Yeah, other yeah, fullbacks, yeah, 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 yeah. incredible yeah, they, fullback they, they domination. It, yeah. Well, the, the qualifiers are next month in June. Uh, he's not been called up since 2019 after he was crowned best player at the Copa America, which is still amazing. Well, he's, still, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's very much. I thought you were going to say since like 2010. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not that far away. Not that far ago. Um, if that's such a sentence. Um, well done. We, uh, we we look forward to getting uh, in amongst that. Um, oh, of course, all the international football that's coming just next month, everybody. Uh, mm. Marvellous stuff. Um, for a load more content from Football Ramble HQ, if you've liked this show, why not sign up to our Patreon? Andy and I talked about the all-conquering Ajax side of the 70s on the team uh, Teams of Our Lives, which is out today. We've also been dreaming up our own Super League clubs. Pete's club... <laughs> <laughs> Pete's, Pete decided that his Super League club would be playing in a flaming gas crater in Turkmenistan. Um, and Jim and I decided our team will play in a reflective silver kit. Uh, so for more of that sort of nonsense, head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and subscribe now. Are you not going to mention my illustrious victory in the live stream on Friday night? You you beat, uh, uh, oh, what was his name? I forget. Joe Brown. Joe Brown. Yeah. Joey B. I stepped up for the first time and played um, Luke's game as a contestant yeah. against a Patreon subscriber yeah. live on YouTube. Uh-huh. Beat him. And he lost. Truly it was Luke's game. Beat him. <laughs> it's more accurate to say he lost. Well, I beat him. Yeah, Still, okay. One for one now. <laughs> Got myself a seeding finally. Number one seed. <laughs> well <laughs> so played. I will play some more live stream Luke's game as well as a contestant yeah. if you want to play against me. But you have to be a subscriber to sign up. So do that too. Get involved. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Vish and Pete will be in your ears. That will be chaos. It will be glorious nonsense. Yeah, it'll be eccentric. 
to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Well, there we are. Thanks very much for listening to the round. It's been a pleasure having you with us. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.